You're listening to Stop Hustling and Get Productive, an episode with life design coach Elena Hartung. Listen in as we discuss the misconception of time-wasting productivity and ultimately finding the success you desire and want in your life. You're listening to the Boho Business Guide, the podcast dedicated to redefining wealth. I'm your host, Olamide Michelle, attorney, yogi, and professional brand builder. If you're a big dreamer, innovator, and on a mission to create a successful business, then you've come to the right place. I'll be sharing expert tips and tutorials to help you build your brand, as well as stories and conversations with other entrepreneurs. So grab your notebook or get inspired on the move. It's time to experience the Boho Business Guide. Hi, yeah, my name is Elena Hartung. Um, Like you mentioned, I'm a productivity and life design coach, and I work with um, really ambitious, you know, women who have big dreams, and I help them set up a life of more freedom, fulfillment, um, time, of course, and accomplishment. Nice, nice. So what made you get into something like this? Um, I mean, I think like a lot of people, it came from struggling with it myself. (laughs) Um, I kind of had a bit of a winding path that led me to coaching. You know, I was, I studied psychology in university, and then I got into human resources, and then I pivoted into marketing. And um, I (laughs) did all these little random things and bits and pieces for short amounts of time. But What I started to notice as I was kind of trying to plan out the long-term vision for my life is that what all those things had in common and what I was really interested in was understanding why we as humans do the things we do. And, And that's kind of at the core of productivity as well is knowing like, why are we doing the things that... Um, we're doing, what do we want to get done? How do we convince ourselves to do the things that we maybe don't want to do, but still need to do? And all of those different um, bits and pieces that work together and come together to designing a life that we actually want to wake up to every morning. So essentially, are you saying that if the answer to what our why is, is a certain answer that will affect whether or not we're actually productive? Yeah, I think why is a big question in a lot of areas, right? But when we don't know the why behind whatever it is we're doing, it is incredibly difficult to um, to either do our best at it or to do it at all or to um, to get the results that we want. So why in in life, in a specific task, in a project, in whatever context you put out, put it in is always a really important question to be asking for sure. If you were coaching someone like myself, you know, I'm recently a full-time entrepreneur and I consider myself a very ambitious and hardworking person who is focused on doing what I love, but I definitely still fall short in the procrastination area. So what would be your number one tip for someone who just isn't good at starting those small tasks that get them to the big result that they're, you know, seeking to get to? Yeah. Um, And I think that's where things get really interesting is when we do start talking about things like procrastination or um, even things like imposter syndrome and whatnot, because that's where it starts to move a little bit further away from the actual strategies that you're doing. So, you know, I wish I could give you a quick 
you know, tip or trick or whatever it is, a hack for that to just like kick procrastination to the curb forever. But that's not how it works because the reason you procrastinate, and again, we're coming back to why again, you know, the reason you procrastinate might be different than the reason I procrastinate and is different than the reason someone else procrastinates. And it's about getting into your mindset, understanding what is going on inside your head beneath the surface that is holding you back. And a lot of the times what I'm finding with my clients and just from speaking with people is that a lot of the times it comes to some of those much more deeper rooted emotions, things like fear, things like, um, you know, different insecurities that we have and, and kind of thinking like, what are the deeper beliefs that are holding us back from taking that action? So I hope that, I don't know if that was helpful or not, but no, I think it was, I think I'm like, I need to do some inner work. That's deep. I mean, that sounds really interesting, but you are definitely onto something and I can see what you're saying because you can't really get inside someone's mind, but that kind of leads me to a more important question. How do you actually define productivity? Cause maybe there's a little bit of a general misconception about what that word actually means. Yeah, I Yeah, I'm a strong believer in that. I totally agree that there's definitely a bit of a misconception. Um, You know, maybe like on social media or especially right now, I feel like there's a lot of information going around saying, you know, you don't have to be productive all the time. You're allowed to rest and um, do self-care and all these things. And while I think it's a good message to put out there in general, it kind of puts this um, or creates this perception that productivity and self-care or rest or, um, you know, anything that's not work are kind of two separate things and they're on the spectrum and we have to figure out how to balance them. Whereas the way I approach productivity is that productivity is really just the effectiveness of our effort. So what that kind of, you know, if we were to visualize it, for example, if we say there's like this box And this box represents, you know, the systems that we're doing, the habits we have, whatever, whatever our actions are. And then we have things that we put into the box. So those are different resources. So things like time, money, energy, um, whatever it is we're putting into this system that we're doing. And then there's some kind of output that comes from it. And whether that's like um, money or completing a certain project or whatever it is, improving your relationship with someone whatever happens in that box to get from what you put into it to what you get out of it is productivity. Mm. And so we can improve what the systems are that are happening in that box so that we can put in fewer resources. So less time, less money, less energy, less whatever else you want (laughs) to, whatever else you want to throw in there, but then get more out of it at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that because it's almost like looking at it from more of a, of an efficiency standpoint so that you're not exerting too much energy or wasting too much of your time on certain tasks. And then that's usually why we end up, you know, at least for me, if you spend so much time on one task, it's really difficult to get to the others. So in a way you might be getting things done, but you're not actually being efficient or productive. (laughs) So I think that's a really beautiful way of explaining it, really helpful for someone to get things in the right perspective. And it's funny that you mentioned the issue or sort of the popularity right now during quarantine to remind people it's okay to rest because I actually was just talking about that on my last episode because I think I share your sentiments in the sense that 
we don't want to encourage people to essentially give up on getting things done or even being lazy in this for the sake of saying it's self-care because that's actually not what self-care is. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, just because you're being productive doesn't mean you're not resting. So yeah, I mean, like, what have you found with people during quarantine? Have you been working with anyone that has struggled to stay on top of it because of what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that's actually really interesting that I've been finding within um, within quarantine right now is that a lot of people are actually getting busier. So um, even people who have stopped working or have like decreased hours and things like that, a lot of people are looking for ways to keep themselves busy. So not necessarily productive, but just busy with other things to do. They're adding new things to their plate. Um, or they're, they're kind of, you know, zoning out in with various activities, whether that's like TV or um, getting back to like playing video games or whatever it is. And um, I think that's really interesting, because it comes back to the mindset piece of why are we unable to slow down even when we can, even when it is, um, you know, more or less, I don't know, if safe to do so is the right way to put it. But you know, there's more space for us to do that right now. Or obviously not everyone, everyone's in a different situation. But for a lot of us, even those who have space are trying to find a way to fill it as soon as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. It's a good time to think like, what is it that we are trying to get away from? Like, what is it that we're avoiding within ourselves? What are those thoughts that we're trying to suppress and things like that? So I think that's something that I've been seeing come up and um, it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to play out and what's going to happen when everything, you know, quote unquote, goes back to normal as, or as normal as it can be after this. Right. And I guess that also brings me to another just sort of general question because for the listeners, Elena is actually in Canada. So mm-hmm. how has it been there? Because, you know, here in Atlanta, Georgia and the U.S., it's probably very different than in every country. Have you guys been on complete lockdown? Are you seeing that people are actually practicing social distancing? What have you seen just as far as communities are concerned? Yeah, um, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it has been too different than the U.S. Um, People are definitely social distancing as, I mean, as much as I've seen. I don't think we've had too many issues with people kind of like breaking that or anything like that. Um, Everyone's just kind of, (laughs) I guess, reuniting online, which has been cool just to see like the, the vast benefits that come from social media and the internet and connecting us in this way, because that has been a huge blessing. I mean, I can, I can't imagine what that would be like to be in this situation and not to have zoom and video chats and, um, any kind of like communication or way to connect with others on social media and things like that. No, I completely agree. It's really good because, you know, as someone who works virtually, I'm learning that even though I may have been comfortable and used to this lifestyle, there are so many more innovative and productive, to use the buzzword once again, ways for me to use my time virtually and connecting with people online. And the reason I was just curious to see how things are in Canada is because obviously, as you mentioned, everyone's situation is different. Some people are either going to be diving in and finding a ton of new things to take up their time and getting busier, or it might be the opposite spectrum, or just a depending on whether or not they're actually a full-time entrepreneur, their jobs may have gotten 
more hectic or less hectic, you know? So really, I just want people who are listening to know that if it doesn't feel like we're talking to you, then, you know, we probably aren't talking about you. But if it does, then hopefully it just resonates. And, you know, I think it's really important that you pointed out that, you know, the inner work again is probably what people need to do because if they figure out maybe what's bothering them or what's sort of plaguing them in some sense, then they start to realize why it is they always feel so busy or why is it, why is it that they're actually trying to make themselves so busy? Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yeah, that's really interesting. So I guess, you know, my big question is how do you work with someone then one-on-one, like walk me through it. If I were a brand new person and I'm like, wow, I've never heard of a productivity coach. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that needs to be I guess addressed here is that the word coach is so, um, so frequently used in so many different contexts that sometimes people aren't sure what it truly means to be a coach. And it's probably going to look very different if you hire a business coach versus a life coach and what you're going to be doing and getting from the sessions that you have with them. Um, so I think it's important to note that at least if you are working with someone who has like been professionally trained as a professional coach at some capacity, it's not going to be about, um, you know, sitting down and getting their advice. <laughs> and a lot of the times things people kind of associate coach with advice giving or, um, or kind of like information and things like that. And while that's, that's a part of it. And I do really love sharing a lot of the resources I have and pointing my clients in the right direction to learn more about certain things. In the coaching sessions themselves, it's about you. It's about the client. It's about the person sitting there and it's about working on developing them so that they can get to a place where essentially the coach is kind of not necessary anymore. So we're kind of, we're kind of working ourselves out of a job. (laughs) Um, It's, it's not about the advice, you know, it's about digging into, like I said, a lot of that inner work, the mindset, asking the questions, developing that self-awareness and getting you to a point where you're able to go out, you know, finish that relationship that you have with a coach and you're able to go out and you are able to guide yourself through these things. And of course, there's always going to be new challenges. And so maybe that requires a different kind of coach and all that kind of stuff. But um, I really like to take that approach in my work that it's a combination of strategy and a mindset, because I truly feel that one without the other is, um, is just, it's only going to take you so far. And you're always going to feel like there's something missing. Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds really awesome. And I think it's cool that you are breaking down sort of the misunderstanding behind the word coach. Like you said, sometimes I refer to myself as a business strategist just to clear that up for people. But, you know, I think people definitely forget that a personal trainer is a coach, but they don't do the workout for you. You know, they guide Mm -hmm. you in order to be better at your exercise performance. So that's sort of what a lot of business or life coaches are doing as well. And really empowering our clients to be able to go off and be great on their own. So if someone wants to get started right now, do you have any checklists or downloads or something that they can access from your website or how can they get started with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the best place to go would be to elenahartung.com slash resources. And so that's my 
giant resource page of over 50 plus links and downloads and all that kind of stuff. So that includes my own, um, you know, my own kind of, I don't know if products is the right word, they're free, but my own downloads that you can get there. So there's like a weekly planning workbook. There's a checklist for improving your focus, because I know focus is definitely one of the top things that a lot of us can tend to struggle with. So there's a checklist for that. And then there's also um, a huge list of other things like books, you know, recommendations for books that I have found really helpful, whether it's for productivity or um, mindset and other things. I have links to different learning websites. I have links to even like the business tools that I use to run my business and other physical products that improve my life and things like apps and websites that I love using. So elenahartung.com slash resources. And that is where all of the good, um, all of the good free stuff is. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to head over there myself and take a look at some of those resources. What have you seen in clients after they've worked with you or even while they're working with you? Are you seeing any financial growth, improvement in their business or focus, just improving their focus and mindfulness? What types of um, results would you say your clients can say they've experienced? Yeah, there's, it's different for everyone because everyone comes with a different, um, you know, a slightly different goal in terms of the actual tangible results. So for some people, it has been um, getting more clients. For some people, it has been just finding that space and that time. Um, Something that I found as a common theme through a lot of my clients and something that I found actually really surprising when I first started doing this because I wasn't um, necessarily deliberately working on this but almost all of my clients have said that they experience a lot more confidence at the end of it and I think that's really interesting but I think that's also part of the empowerment piece that you were talking about right like they feel confident that they can actually plan their day and plan their week and plan their life and set up routines and Um, you know, start new habits and all of these good things that improve our life and get us closer to being productive, to having more time in our day, to getting more done and getting to that sense of freedom that we're all looking for. And that's just been, that's been really cool. I think that's really cool that confidence is a part of that. Um, And it's kind of an unintended, (laughs) an unintended bonus of it. Confidence is always something anybody in the business professional like field is really pitching for their clients. And it's funny that you say you came across it unintentionally because that's definitely a perk. A lot of people are looking for, they're looking to feel like they actually know what they're doing and then they can stop hiding and show up as better entrepreneurs. So if you guys are listening and you want to feel more confident, I think starting with understanding how you can make the most of your time is definitely a pillar to success So um, definitely check out Elena's page and under your resources, I'm actually someone who's been debating, how do you feel, you know, debating whether or not I feel there's value in different types of journals. Is there a planner or a notebook that you recommend or that you have? Um, So, yeah, I think that's different for everyone. Like I love Google Calendar for, um, you know, calendar blocking my day and things like that. I also really enjoy, there's a planner called, um, I think it's just called the Productivity Planner. Mm -hmm. And that one's really great because it's super simple. Um, 
really like straightforward to the point. Um, it gives you like the most important things to focus on throughout the day, um, space for notes and kind of space for Pomodoro tracking and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. Um, I think that's a good starting point. For myself, I've been using it for over a year now. So I'm getting to a point where I'm like, okay, I, I need my Google Calendar. I need something else to kind of take it to the next level. But that is an amazing, amazing starting point. Um, I When you go to the free resources page, you'll actually find the weekly planning workbook. And that's essentially my planning process. And it can be done in a journal. It can be, be done on a piece of paper. It can be really done wherever because it's just the three steps to follow but um that's what I have found to be the most helpful in planning my week and planning my day and making the most out of my time on that kind of more recurring daily basis okay yeah I actually ordered a bunch of markers because I'm a child and that's how (laughs) I find you know my little joy of planning out my journaling and my day because I just write everything in different colors to make it pretty So it sounds like it doesn't really matter what the booklet is because you see all these, you know, $50, $100 fancy journals and planners, but it's more about the process. Like what's the method that you're using? So I'm going to be checking out your weekly workbook because it sounds like you can implement your system into whatever journal you have right now or a planner. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like when it comes to planners, like do whatever, makes you feel good, whatever is, you know, if you're the one who wants to add all the pretty stickers and colors and stuff, then go for it. If you love bullet journaling, go for it. If you want something minimal, go for it. Um, it really doesn't matter what the physical tools there are. It's more so about the process and the system that you have in place. And if you are kind of checking off the things and doing the things you need to do in order to set yourself up for success the biggest thing that you want people to take away from this episode today about productivity and about working with someone like yourself? Um, I would say that the biggest thing is to, like I said, kind of develop that self-awareness and then use what you're learning about yourself to personalize the systems that you see out there. So even if you were to download, you know, my planning workbook or someone else's or use a journal, feel free to change that up, to experiment, to use what you know about yourself to make things work for you and to customize them. So often I hear people saying, you know, I've tried, um, I've tried this and that, and I've looked up all the tips and tricks and all the strategies. And at the end of it all, they're stuck there feeling like it's something that's wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with you. I promise. (laughs) I promise there's nothing wrong with you. Productivity is not limited to a certain type of personality or a certain type of um, person in a certain type of situation it's absolutely personal and knowing yourself and being able to adjust and customize things to yourself is one of the best ways for you to see the results that you want to see okay so essentially let's not get stuck in trying to follow to a T everyone else's methods just because we see someone else doing well or succeeding with being productive doesn't mean we can emulate their system and succeed the exact same way yeah absolutely productivity is personal and um, once we start treating in that way that's not to say that it's not helpful to know 
what those strategies are and to test them out and see what works and what doesn't, because that's also how we gain that information. But um, there's no need to feel, you know, guilt or (laughs) discouragement or anything when things aren't working for you, different things work for different people. And then we can figure out what that is for ourselves and make it work for us. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. Do me a huge favor and rate and subscribe to this podcast so I can connect with more listeners. DM me at the Boho Business Guide on Instagram and let me know what you love and what you'd like to hear. And of course, if you share a post on Insta, be sure to tag me so I can feature you back. Can't wait for you to catch another episode and hope you have an amazing day.